from the Ticats Audio Network. This is Ticats Today with Louie B. Yes, it is Ticats Today for a Tuesday, May the 31st, 2022, the last day of May, which means it's the last day of the last month. Without CFL football for quite some time. 11 days until the Ticats open their season in Saskatchewan against the Riders. We've got a preseason game to get to before that. That's Friday in Guelph. And hopefully you'll join us on the Ticats Audio Network, the exclusive broadcast of the game. Andy Fantuz and I will get you set starting at 6.30. RJ Broadhead, Luke Tasker have the call from U of G Stadium starting at 7.30. Should be a great trip up Highway 6 as we take Ticats Audio Network on the road for the very first time. So very cool stuff and nice to try out some new technology in year two on the Ticats Audio Network. Thanks for joining us today, Louis B. on Ticats Today. Make sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode of this show or any other great shows we have for you on the Ticats Audio Audio Network. Speaking of great shows, got a great one for you today. We're going to hear from Coach O in just a second. We'll hear from Chris Van Zyl, who was removed from the veterans injured list and has been an active participant in practice for the last couple of days. We'll hear from Curtis, or sorry, we'll hear from Bailey Feltmate as well. Catching up with the second-year linebacker. Something caught my ear today as Simone Lawrence was yelling at his teammates as he was calling... Bailey Med School. So I wanted to find out what that was all about. Uh, so that's all coming up. And later on, we're going to be joined by the CFL on TSN's Glenn Suter, where he is uh, getting set for the broadcast of tonight's game in Saskatchewan as the Riders take on the Blue Bombers. It's the uh, first preseason game for Saskatchewan, the second for the Blue Bombers. That game is available on TSN starting at 8.30 tonight. Uh, no news and notes to tell you about from practice today as uh, no transactions were made. But let's start with the head coach of the Hamilton Tigercats. He's also the president of football operations. That's Orlando Steinauer. And I'm sure I'm going to mention this. I'm sure the guys are going to mention this. It's been hot at McMaster the last couple of days. 31 degrees today on the turf. All those little rubber pellets make it feel that much hotter. And we asked coach about the conditions at training camp the last couple of days, here's what he had to say. Yeah, it's awesome. The, the weather was, you know, it heated up and we were in pads, so you can only prepare them for things like this when everything cooperates. So it was a great day, and I thought they, they stayed focused. And they had to push through a couple of the periods, but uh, we didn't ease up on them. We're still learning. We're still learning our football team and, you know, the strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, we, uh, you know we're, we're a work in progress. But uh, we think there's some good foundational pieces some things that we planned on going according to plan have, and then there's been some great surprises, but you know, you gotta play the game, right? Talk is good, practice is good, but there's always a test at the end of every week. No, it's really an evaluation game, of course. You know, anytime you're playing Toronto, there's always uh, more questions about it, more hype, that type of thing, and that's fine. That's just part of the deal, but as of right now, yeah, we know we're gonna, you know, we're gonna see them four times in the regular season in a very short span, which will be new, uh, but that's on the schedule. We know about it, but that's not the focus. The focus really is the evaluation uh, and see who we want to bring along uh, this journey for 2022. Well, it just we'll probably bring most everybody. That's the bottom. Doesn't mean everybody will play, but uh, we want people to go through the situation of preparing to play. Uh, but again, that doesn't mean that everybody will play. Yeah, we feel like we have some some roster flexibility, at least on paper. 
Uh, we got to see that come to fruition, you know, on the field. But it does give opportunity uh, if we choose to still go uh, that route at receiver. That is the president of football operations and head coach of the Hamilton Targets, Orlando Steinauer, as we caught up with him after practice today. And I mentioned off the top, it was hot, so hot that the team had freezies after the game. And nothing better than seeing a, a big, tough football player with a purple freezy in each hand. It really makes him seem a lot more human. So, And I got a freezy too, so I was pretty happy about that. And uh, much needed because I mentioned this before and I'll mention it again. It was hot at Ron Joy Stadium today at beautiful McMaster University. So the freezies were very necessary. Uh, it was a great sight to see today on the practice field. Chris Van Zyl taking first, taking place, taking part, excuse me, in first team reps as he was back out there in his regular spot. And uh, we caught up with Chris after practice today. Here's what he had to say. I mean, it's kind of to be expected when you haven't done anything in camp and you come out and this is day two, but yesterday was uh, really light duty. So um, I think I took every rep today and yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it gives gives them a chance to have a break too with me in there. It's another body, right, for, for offensive linemen anyways. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of mental reps. Like basically all I've done for the last little bit is mental reps. So. Um, you try and stay locked in and whatnot. So when you do have an opportunity to get on the field and play, you, you don't let anybody down. And um, that's really the role of an offensive lineman. You're just trying to do play your part and make sure you're not letting people down. I think it's been great. I mean, guys have been moving in and out of different positions and, and trying to find out, I, I guess the coaches are trying to figure out where guys are going to play. And um, guys have guys have moved around and still been productive. So I think it's a testament to the guys that we have in our group. Um, it's a testament to our coach and our coaches and the system and scheme and whatnot. And, and um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I've been really impressed watching these guys in inside run and, and, and team periods and how they pick up blitzes and how they run off the ball and all those different things. And I mean, um, it doesn't promise you anything on game day, but it, it's definitely a step in the right direction when you can kind of have some cohesiveness coming out of training camp. This year? Yeah, every, like. I swear, every every year he comes in, it's just a little bit better. And uh, I mean, some years a lot better. And uh, this year, I think he's taken another step in the right direction. And I mean, this is just what I've seen on film and whatnot, and watched him on the field. And um, the way he's he focuses, and, uh, he's able to t digest information and movements and stuff like that. Because that's it's a big part of being an offensive lineman is being able to assess what's happening in front of you and and, and, and move your body to intercept. And, that sort of thing. So, um, watching how well he's progressed and, and, and how well he's played throughout camp, I'm, I'm pretty confident in his abilities. I mean, that's that's just me, but um, I, I've enjoyed watching him play so far. And that is Ticats offensive lineman Chris Van Zyl, and at the end they're talking about his uh, right guard Jesse Gibbon, who's been looking pretty good out there in practice. He looked pretty good in the first game as well, his third year, and you know, those two have been pretty much joined together since they both got here back in 2019. Chris Van Zyl cut from the Toronto Argonauts, and man, they still must be kicking themselves about that one. Is What's he gone on to do with the Ticats? Oh, back-to-back, East All-Star, 
uh, offensive lineman of the year and uh, getting ready to play another season at a high level is exactly what Chris Van Zyl gets to do. And here at McMaster, especially, I'm sure it's a special for him where his football journey started back as a defensive lineman with the Marauders a few years ago. And I'm sure he'll appreciate me just saying a few or a couple years ago here at McMaster. Uh, from a seasoned vet to uh, not a rookie, but Getting set for his second season is Bailey Feltmate, a draft pick of the Ticats uh, the last few years. And getting set for his second season. And I want to talk to Bailey because right in front of me today during drills, Simone kept calling a med school. That's it, med school, that's it. So I had to ask, what's the deal with the nickname? Well, I guess since, since I started school, basically, I went into med school. And then uh, it's been my goal to get in, and I'm going to try and get in after football. But we'll see right now. I'm, I've gotten into chiropractic school, so I'm just waiting to see if I want to pursue medicine. But either way, I'll be a doctor. It's been great, man. Like, I mean, this year we only have, I think we only have a few rookies, so it feels like a pretty veteran room. And honestly, all the guys are so tight and, and willing to want to hang out and learn from each other. So I'm thankful for everybody around me. And I'm still learning as a second year and still trying to get the plays. And the older guys are always willing to, to help me. And they're never worried about like who's taking whose spot. They just want to help. It's definitely a lot different than last year. Like, I mean, it's a different month. Like the weather's a bit different even too. Having everything right here is nice. And, it's just nice to be away from the stadium too at the same time to kind of like get used to this and get enjoying with the team and whatnot. So I don't know, it's a great experience so far. So I'm enjoying it. Well, you probably typically hear a lot of people say that every year football kind of slows down. And so I guess I, I see football slowing down for me. Getting the plays was the hardest thing in my first year, obviously. And so this year is just getting into them, getting habitual on the field and kind of going with the flow. So far, so good. I think still a lot to learn, a little rust, but right now I feel great. Um, hope to go out on specials and rock it and then get in when I can on defense. And that is Bailey Feltmate, linebacker for your Hamilton Tire Cats, as we caught up with him after practice today. Getting set for his second season with the Tie Cats. Second round pick, 17th overall back in 2020. And uh, great to catch up with him, and best of luck in his pursuit of becoming a doctor. So he's trying to get into med school there, he said off the top. He's already gotten into chiropractic school, uh, so he's set. He's going to be a doctor. Hence the med school nickname dropped by Simone Lawrence this week. All right, very pleased now to be joined by the CFL on TSN's Glenn Suter. He'll be on the call of tonight's preseason game in Saskatchewan between the Bombers and the Riders. Lots to get into suits, but I uh, want to take us back to your days as a player. Here we are about 10 days into training camp. What do you remember about being at this point of camp? Well, back then there was a month of camp, over a month, mm -hmm. and about 100 guys, maybe 110 players in camp. Uh, we would have four preseason games. So there was actually four. And uh, we used to play an inter-squad game against the Bombers in Brandon, halfway in between the two cities. And and so we do that as well with with no special teams. So it was a it was a real grind. But this is, you know, this is smarter for the players. I think we've evolved and and player safety has been so important to shorten camps. You know, you can make these evaluations quickly, but that's what that's what's so important and such a balancing act really between these in these preseason games and in training camp at this point, because 
everything you do as a player is being evaluated. So how you handle the heat in Hamilton in practice, how do you handle when you're a little nicked and you still have to go full speed in a practice and then transfer that to a preseason game? Every coach wants to win and every player wants to win, whether you're playing, you know, cards on the plane on the way to the game or or the actual game itself. But you can't sort of make decisions to try and get that win and sacrifice the chance to evaluate the young guys because there's just, you know, a limited time now. You know this Tiger Cats team well. You've seen them in the Grey Cup in back-to-back years. You've seen the continuation, and you can evaluate the guys they brought in. Alden Darby was great in the first preseason game. What questions would you like to see answered or attempt to be answered during training camp for this Tiger Cats team heading into 2022? Well, I think balance on the offensive side of the ball, I, I think that's always going to be important. You know, I, I look at the championship team. And they've been the championship team for two years in a row in the Bombers. And there's a few things that they do very well. They have great defense, which I think the Ticats have. In fact, you know, yes, they lose to Garrett Davis, but, you know, Micah Johnson in the middle. And, and I, I think this defense in Hamilton's going to look good, you know, this year, just like they did last year. So that's not a concern. But the Bombers have a great defense, a smothering defense that averaged just under 13 or 14 points per game. Think about that. <laughs> just allowing like 13.6 points per game. You, you mean, you got a chance to win every single night when your defense is doing that. So that's the first thing. I think Hamilton's good there. Uh, but balance on offense. This is what Winnipeg did very well. They had a good run game that they ran around 65, uh, uh, 60% of the time. They, they mix that with their passing game and play action. I mean, with Andrew Harris. And that's something I think Hamilton can work on. A little more consistency in the run game. And that could be extended runs, like, you know, those quick little dump passes to your back out, the, out of the backfield. Those, to me, are like extended running plays. So mm-hmm. I'd like to see that there. Um, you know, how do they replace uh, Speedy B? You know, like, there's, there's six, seven catches a game right there that one of the other guys, maybe Braylon Addison, has to has to pick up the slack there and become the 1,400-yard receiver. So who's that going to be in that lineup? And, and finally, and maybe, you know, I buried the headline, but Dane Evans is now the guy. I mean, it's, it's different when the franchise is on your shoulders and you, you've watched guys that have been in that backup role for a while. They get their chance and they fly with it. Sometimes it goes the opposite direction and that pressure crushes them. I, I like Dane's chances. I like who he is. I like his personality and his character. I think he can handle it. He's played in the big games already. So he knows what that pressure feels like. I think he'll be fine. But until we see it, mm. you just you just got it. You got to see it. you must have been encouraged by you know the first few weeks of camp here everybody who I've asked what's your first impression of day and they talk about what they've seen on the field always throwing rockets he's he's hitting his targets he's he's moving quickly Uh, but then they very quickly talk about his leadership and what he's like off the field and how those first few days of the strike he was taking the initiative to get guys out to organize buses to venues and things like that how important is that, especially in the CFL, that you got a guy who, who knows the league, who's been around a few years, but can come in and really understand the importance of the role he plays as a quarterback in the Canadian Football League? 
Yeah, it's it's absolutely crucial. Um, you know, I've talked to veteran quarterbacks, guys like Ricky Ray, Anthony Calvillo, guys that have now retired and and asked them about that. And I, you know, I, I pose a question sometimes like, why is it that big time college quarterbacks, guys that play Div One, played in big time bowl games, sometimes come up here and they just they just fizzle out. They can't get it done. And, you know, they have all the skills physically but they just can't do it. And, and almost to a man, all the quarterbacks always tell me that they don't, some of those players will not commit to learning a new game. They, this is a, a different game with different dynamics, different angles for the quarterback, different types of throws. And you, you have to really commit to learning it and understanding it. The leadership part is the same on both sides of the border. And it's so important. It's to me, it is crucial that your guy is that guy. And Dane is that guy because everybody's good at this level. So if you've got a quarterback who has committed himself to learning the new game, which Dane has, and then he takes that leadership role because everything matters, as Mark Tressman used to say when he was winning back-to-back championships with the Alouettes, everything you do and say matters. And you're either moving forward and bringing the team together or you're doing the opposite. There is no in-between there. So I think it's crucial that quarterbacks do that. Take the extra time, take care of your guys, and they'll take care of you because you have six months to build a chemistry where the guy beside you in the locker room is the most important guy on the planet to you. And if you get that and you get 45 guys thinking that way, you got a chance. Uh, suits the Hamilton Tiger Cats will wrap up their preseason on Friday at the University of Guelph, which was the site of uh, some memorial games, including 2013 East semifinal. You were on the call alongside your friend Chris Cuthbert. I was just watching some highlights. Two nothing <laughs> at the half. You know, blocked punt after blocked punt. The kicks into the wind that came backwards. Uh, but what stands yeah, out to you yeah. uh, the most about uh, about the University of Guelph days with this team? Yeah, I, I remember the uh, the wind. I, I really remember the wind being a factor. And you talk about the heat there in camp and, and the different elements. It's it's right now in Saskatchewan, there's about a 50-kilometer wind f- flying through the streets here. So who knows if that'll be the same on game day or, you know, when we kick yeah. it off. But, you know, I, I, I remember the wind. I remember, you know, defensive plays. I remember feeling like, you know, like like the temporary stadium that they built down at Empire Stadium in um, in Vancouver when they were when they were uh, doing some rentals and things, they had to they had to move the team there for a while, and the the crowd it just it it was packed but limited, and I remember feeling like the stands were swaying back and forth and wondering, as I'm calling the game with Chris, wondering if this thing goes down, where am I grabbing? Where am I going to jump? to? looking at my escape plan, but you know, there was some cool plays in that game and you know, I I love it. I love it. It's going to be the same sort of feeling, uh, but maybe times 10 as when we go out to the Maritimes this year for the Argo Saskatchewan game, because only 10,000 fans, but I I understand they could have sold that thing three or four times over. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was that much interest for that game. It's going to be a great little festival. And it's, it's kind of like what we are as a country. You know, sometimes we can do this little temporary field type thing, but it still feels homey. It still feels like us and it doesn't change the world-class athletes on the field. Well said. Uh, Before we let you go, 
Uh, just your quick thoughts on the CBA. You had said from the start you were wanting a, a long deal. It took yep. some time. Seven years, though, that's a, it's a pretty big number, especially when it comes to CBAs in this league. Uh, just your thoughts on uh, the CBA and the process and, and, and where we're at now to the point we're playing games and we don't have to worry about it for another seven years or so. Yeah, that's that's the headline to me. The headline to me is is definitely that we have a long term deal. We don't have to do this again. Let's see how it all transpires. Let's see how this 49 percent Canadian ratio rule is going to work. Let's see what it actually does, because there are still 21 jobs, Canadian jobs on every team that hasn't changed. So you, you are going to be limited as a coach. I know the concern from the Canadian side. And I also feel like I know the benefit from the American side because there is something to the nationalization rule. I've never really had a problem with that as long as it was presented the right way and and handled the right way. And I I would say if I have any criticisms, Louis, it's, it's just sort of the way it's been done that because it was the timeline, it took us into camp. We had to miss some practices because of it, reschedule game um, and it just felt like there was a lot of sort of devaluation of, of the great talent that we have going on to get to the point where they could sign the deal. That's unfortunate because we shouldn't be devaluing these great athletes. These, these guys are world-class, both Canadian and American. And as soon as we all believe that we'll have a stronger league. And that's what I was disappointed with, with the negotiations, but man, am I glad they're done. Seven years is the headline. We don't have to talk about this again. Let's see how the whole racial thing turns out. I'm sure it's going to be fine. We're playing football, and that's most important. That's the most important. Suits, I will definitely connect you with you before the regular season gets started. I know you're a busy guy in Saskatchewan tonight getting set for a broadcast of that rescheduled game. So no games missed, which is another great headline uh, out of all this CBA stuff. So uh, thanks for doing this, Suits. Uh, enjoy the call tonight. Thanks, Louie. Take care, man. My thanks to Glenn Suter for joining me. My thanks to you as well, as we could not do the show without your support. Make sure to like and subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network so you never miss this show or any of the other great offerings we have for you. We're back tomorrow from McMaster. I'm Louie B. Hope you have a great day.